On today's Roadman Cycling Podcast, I'm going to chat with my girlfriend, Sarah. I'm probably going to regret this one. Let's cue that intro. The big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness, and our longevity? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh, and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, welcome back to another Roadman Cycling Podcast. I'm going to try a little bit of a first today. My girlfriend, Sarah, has recently, or not so recently, like a few years now, she's been getting into cycling. She's been increasingly dipping her toe into it, and she has my head melted with all kind of newbie questions and they're questions that I really should be addressing as I know more and more of our audience are transitioning from other sports into cycling so in my maybe errored wisdom I've decided to bring Sarah onto the podcast hopefully she doesn't make an absolute mockery of me and answer some of her newbie questions so before I introduce Sarah to the podcast for her debut on the Roadman Cycling Podcast just let me give you a quick nudge and a reminder about Patreon. Patreon's how we help fund this podcast. It's what moves it forward. And the way you can fund it, it takes like two seconds. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash Anthony underscore Walsh. It takes like two seconds to check out. And you can buy me the price for a pint of beer once a month. And that helps move the podcast forward. Yesterday, I was a guest on Cyclist Magazine podcast, which is definitely a chat that's worth going to check out. I will leave the link to that chat in the bio as well here really good lads over there i'm going to try and get them on my podcast next week and so you can hear them but my chat over there is really fun and yesterday's podcast here on our podcast was with john mcquade on the cycle against suicide if you haven't checked that one out it's a great chat I'd be really interested to hear your feedback on what you think of this interview with Sarah and whether I should try and bring her on more regularly for a you know a little bit of a newbie corner, so to speak. Okay, without further ado, I welcome Sarah to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. Sarah, welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Thank you. It's nice to finally be asked to uh, to come on this. So now you know what I do in this room all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of starting to get a bit worried. <laughs> uh, you had a bit of a crash last week and you've been limping around the house like a wounded sniper out in Iraq. Uh, I didn't think you were going to bring that up. That's a little bit embarrassing, but thanks for that. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't been on the bike yet uh, again. I've got a bit of PTSD over it, so uh, no training for me this week. Uh, it's her second injury in the last couple of months. She had another injury. Uh, it was like something from the 1800s where she burned her shin on the oven. <laughs> Are we allowed to talk well, about you that? You don't know anything about being near an oven, so <laughs> you've never used one in your life. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do some newbie questions, uh, or yeah. you've got some newbie questions. Ask the coach. So I'll see if I know the answers to them. <laughs> Oh, I think you will. These ones are pretty basic and kind of a little bit embarrassing because uh, I actually have wanted to ask a lot of these, but uh, have never in case you were going to take the piss out of me. So here goes. Okay, hit me your question number one. Okay, number one is, um, can you finally explain to me when we're out on a cycle and you say to me, okay, go up in the gears or down in the gears. Does up in the gears, like I wish you would just say harder or easier because it makes no sense to me. So does up mean easier or does down mean easier or 
the other way. Yeah, oh, it means up. The, it means up the block at the back. Yeah, but come on, I don't know what the block is at the back. <laughs> that makes no sense to me. Does it mean easier or harder? Up the block means easier. Up the block means easier. <laughs> yeah, it's very confusing. But up the block, I can see why that's confusing because up the block is it goes to a higher number. So if you're down the block, you're in eleven. And that's a hard gear. And if you go up the block, you're in 25, which sounds harder, but it's easier. Yeah, exactly. So it's totally confusing. It's just, let's just stick with a slow, medium, fast. <laughs> harder, easier. We're still talking it's about like the It's like gobbledygook. Bike. Yeah, it's like gobbledygook, particularly when you're really tired and you're like shouting at me. Up the block. <laughs> but you're stronger than me now since I got COVID. Oh, so yeah, I know. Yeah. Remember, I had to give you a tow the whole way home. <laughs> no, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> it happened everybody <laughs> one of our first spins uh, i wore sarah down and uh, convinced her to come cycling with me uh just so i could justify going out of the house for three or four hours and we were in kinsale do you remember this spin and we went out for like three hours and it started snowing <laughs> and don't forget i was violently hung over at the start of it as well when we went up like their first climb i had to stop and like have a moment in the ditch <laughs> but yeah the snow as well <laughs> i got pretty do or die near the end where you actually had to sit on the wheel or we were gonna die in a snowstorm <laughs> with zero visibility <laughs> yep just another adventure what's your Gosh. what's your second uh, newbie question here okay second newbie question is bonking now i know that bonking is real okay i i have experienced this firsthand in a very traumatic way but can you explain what it is and why it happens to people and how to you know stop it from happening you gotta keep eating and when you don't eat it happens but you never eat on the bike yeah but look don't do as i do do as i say (laughs) (laughs) we go out on the romance bin every saturday I've been there with like all the top riders, even Sean McKenna is there. I never see anybody eating when they're on the spin. Now, I'm not comparing myself to you guys. but Yeah, so what that is, so the lads have been riding a long time because the intensity of the spin is lower. They're powering off fat, so they're not burning through their sugar stores. But if you're newer, you're riding harder, so you're burning through your sugar stores. Mm-hmm. It's a bad place to be. I was not sure if I told you this, but I was coming home from Scaries one day and I had to stop and beg someone on the side of the road to give me a, what are they called, the strawberries? The punnet. A satchel or a punnet of strawberries? Satchel. Satchel's what you put your books in onto the library. <laughs> a, a punnet of strawberries. I had no money though, so I had to beg them for it. What did you have to do? <laughs> I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> Go on, you're among friends. Like, talk about it. <laughs> he, he was a gentleman and he said, he said we'd never talk about it again. Uh, very good. Uh, so yeah, you just got to keep eating. That's it. Yeah. Easy. that's the secret Easy. just keep eating you know it's hard to keep eating when you're a newbie on the bike because you're hard, you're nervous to take your hands off the handlebars sometimes i mean it's it's nerve-wracking opening up my uh my favorite is turkish light <laughs> those little they're fiddly enough now when you're cycling along trying to open them you wouldn't think of opening them before you leave no <laughs> i wouldn't be that well prepared i did have a pretty bad uh bonking situation on the road man uh, spin about a year ago is this when you got dropped on the cycling track no <laughs> the cycle track is pan flat headwind. and like four kilometers from home serious headwind. no when we were coming home and the whole way home i was saying to anthony no just leave me just leave me and uh, finally we kind of got back into dublin and um i just had this look of despair on my face that anthony finally recognized and we kind of rolled off together i pulled in and just started bawling my eyes out i was like <laughs> i wasn't I sure if you're go gonna anywhere. own up to uh, crying yeah cried 
So we, uh, we we made it to McDonald's and I got a McFlurry and I was okay. I've never been so tired that I cried on a spin. <laughs> <laughs> you, you cried when you got back here to the apartment sometimes. I think it? that's a uniquely Sarah <laughs> move. <laughs> I doubt it. I'd say loads of people have. <laughs> Sarah's gunning for a, a weekly slot on the podcast. So is that what you're gunning for at the moment? Yeah, big time. I want to cut. <laughs> get a quarter of, our, of the patreons thank you patreons and i can just assure you your patreon money will not be going towards sarah but it, it is going towards uh, her bike maintenance because as i'm looking at her bike it's the dirtiest bike i've ever seen it's facing me and there could be anything that frame could be broken half that muck could be structural holding it together it'd be more embarrassing if my bike was as clean as yours so it'd look like i hadn't actually been riding so yours is here spotless <laughs> have you got any more newbie questions for me yep okay so um i know that when i first started out i'd be in like a really i'm gonna call it hard gear the entire way around like getting absolutely puffed and uh, i know that everyone is always telling me to keep a higher cadence so kind of 80 or 90 cadence wise so can you tell me why that works or what you know why is that really important it's not really important you just kind of find your own rhythm but i think you were just not changing gears at the mm, start yeah i was uh, staying in the same gear a lot like i think a lot of new people do that it's just it's so hard on your muscles when you're in such a big gear all the time like you can't the I don't know. I think the technical thing is you're transferring the load from your muscular system onto your cardiac system, so your heart and lungs, instead of it being muscles all the time. But I think it's a preference, uh, like anything from, I don't know, there's definitely, there's not a right cadence, but there's definitely wrong cadences. If you're like riding at like 60 or like for a whole spin, 60, 70 for a whole spin, I think it's just crazy low and you're just going to, you know, muscles are going to be burnt off you like mm -hmm. early in the spin. But it just feels uncomfortable. There's no reason to do it. It's, yeah. Why did you do it? Oh, just like lack of knowledge and just thinking, okay, if I'm going in a harder gear, I'm, I'm probably going faster. You love the old hard <laughs> gears, easy gears. I'm even getting confused. What's a, what's a proper gear? I wouldn't like to put you on the track where you actually have to figure out the gear on in inches. Oh, right. Is that just, you just, they just give you one gear and that's it. One gear, that's it. <laughs> except, except we had a lot on the podcast yesterday. You probably didn't listen to it. Sarah used to listen to all my podcasts at the start. Number one fan. Was she was my number one fan for how long? A couple of weeks. Like, I have to <laughs> listen to you all the time here. So there was a lot on the podcast yesterday. Uh, John McQuaid, and he's a he's a back in the day lad. He won ten Ross stages, rode the Olympics in '88, won the nationals twice. But he was telling me he had a track race, and in the track race he'd like Jerry rigged the bike where he was holding a brake, and he'd hook the brake up to his gear. So halfway through the race he like let go of the brake and it dropped it into a second secret gear for him i don't know it's some major nerd hack of the week type stuff i don't know how he managed to do it illegal. but he, no it's completely oh, uh okay. i don't know what race he was in but it sounds like it was an illegal move right okay yeah. sounds like a secret kind of motor doping type motor, move yeah i could do the secret motor are you gonna get a e-bike or are you I gonna start trying because <laughs> they're your only real two options <laughs> maybe an e-bike is probably the easiest option is it <laughs> would you feel bad if you're out on the group spin on a saturday uh and you were dropping everyone on an e-bike like no i think the e-bikes are amazing i had like i had a go one before years ago and it was so much fun i just think it's a good leveler um now in fairness i'm i'm doing okay like i'm keeping up with the b group so i could maybe whip you into shape if i got a an e-bike but i think they're a good idea what do you think 
I think they're class. I, I don't know on the group ride there. It's going to hurt some egos, isn't it? Because you're going to have... Mm. The, the slowest person on the ride is going to get an e-bike soon. And then he's going to become the fastest person on the ride. It is like pretty soul-destroying when you're like, training and you're on like a hotel or something and you're you're giving it like, you know, nine out of ten. And next thing, some some guy on a, like an, you know, an e-bike, like a commuting e-bike just kind of rolls by you. It's pretty soul-destroying, I think. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they're I think they're a good idea. It's not as bad as like being in Colombia and I was going up that Sarah wrote Alto de Letras. We should do if you're doing another podcast, you'll have to let us know if Sarah's come back for another podcast. <laughs> we'll have to talk about your Alto de Letras experience. It's a year ago now, so I'm ready to talk about it again. <laughs> it was seven oh. hours of torture. I was going up Alto de Letras and I thought it was moving well and a kid that was about 11 years old came past me on a bike worth less than my sunglasses and i'm pretty sure he was carrying a fridge and he <laughs> went up past me on it do you remember i had that stalker that truck truck driver that was like creeping behind me the entire seven hours and when we got to the top he was like yay go white girl <laughs> yeah, you're a super gringo a super gringo yeah and <laughs> uh, sarah have you any more questions or is that uh, does that conclude your debut i've loads more questions but uh let's leave them see if i get like a second opportunity here uh yeah well then i would say this actually wasn't your debut you had one you mm. gave oh i think that was like like first 10 podcasts i ever done it's a long time ago you got a recipe a recipe yeah energy energy ball cookbook some people were violently ill from that recipe <laughs> <laughs> we lost a couple of good results listeners may, back in the early days may vary. <laughs> <laughs> there was like four people listening to the podcast then look at you now oh yeah billy big dog now <laughs> sarah thank you for joining me you're welcome let's chat again soon yep see you in two minutes <laughs> later